0: Coinspot are giving away $10 worth of free Bitcoin for each verified user once they make their first deposit. Just go to coinspot.com.au forward slash BTC123. The Trader Cobb Crypto Show, talking
1: business in blockchain.
0: Hey guys, welcome to the Trader Cob Crypto Show. I'm here at Dubai Blockchain Summit with Nikita Sanchev, who I'm looking forward to having a conversation with today. Thank you so much for being on the show. My pleasure. Okay, so I want to know a bit about you. I want you to give me an introduction of what you've done to get to here and what you're doing here, not just in Dubai, but in blockchain.
1: Okay, so um, I actually, um, I run a talent management company in Singapore. And uh, two years ago, we had a client approach us for some hosts, um, which we give all the time. We have, you know, we have models, we have hosts, we have entertainers, everything. So he specifically asked for a host in English, Korean, Mandarin, Russian, Japanese.
0: Oh, that's not much to ask.
1: Yeah, to translate a, 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 a white paper. We had no idea what a white paper was, <laughs> and then to read off a teleprompter, and it was literally. We went there, and and we were reading off this teleprompter. We just translated it off of Google, and when it came to like these words, we just didn't know what they were. We were like, ICO, blockchain, fiat. <laughs> like, what are these words? So at the end of the video, I asked um, I asked the client, so so what is blockchain? What is cryptocurrency? And he said, Well, let let me put it this way: If you invested a hundred dollars in Bitcoin in 2008, today you'd be a millionaire. So I thought, wow, okay, so I went home, I opened a Coinbase account and just bought whatever I could. At the time it was like Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. I just bought it, but um, it, it made me learn like hands on. And um, these videos came out and I posted it on my Instagram and at the, at the time I was kind of, my Instagram was more of like a travel lifestyle yeah, blog. Yeah, yeah. I was traveling a lot. I had a few followers. And when I posted this like ICO video, I got a lot of interest from people like, how are you in blockchain? Wow, how do you know blockchain? And it was just so weird to me that I got so much attention off of that. So I started doing more research and I started posting more videos um, and more self-made videos like selfie style. Like, I like Bitcoin because blah, 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 blah. So uh, Hobie Exchange saw one of these videos, and they contacted me to then be a talk show host on Hobie Talk, Hobie Live. Wow! And Hobie was number one at the time, and that got me a lot of exposure. Sure. You know. So, and I was at the right place. I was in Singapore. Um, So after Hobie, after I was a talk show Hobie, I got called in from Hybrid Block, from so many different, uh, you know, different companies. a hybrid block, the uh, Sheikh of Oman, uh, did a conference, <laughs> oh, uh, Oxford University. Oxford? Yes, and I remember- Where are the, these guys, huh? <laughs> I, it, was, it was so random, I was like, sitting in a panel discussion at Oxford University, and I was like, wow. mom, I made it to Oxford.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, obviously there's a lot of research that goes into it, I mean, from a very humble, begin- I mean, we all have the same sort of beginning. You know? we, we all start in the position where we go, what is this? And then we dive into the rabbit hole and we read me, read me, read me, learn me, learn, learn, learn And your background, what brought you to it? Like what made it something that really is so different to talent management? Why? Like what grabbed you about it that really made you cling on? and <laughs> put this extra work in across your socials to make it kick off
1: it gets more bizarre so Carry before on. talent management i was studying chemistry in university <laughs> I
0: that.
1: and i was working in an environmental you know chemist chemistry related firm yeah. and then i started my t- random talent management agency and i randomly fell into blockchain so it honestly there's no relevance or know how it was literally <laughs> me reading off a teleprompter and going what the heck is blockchain. And
0: asking the questions, doing the research. When, when did all this start? Like when did this kick off? Because I know things, I mean, things happen really fast for us too, right? Mm-hmm. We haven't been in this space for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. When did this all kick off here? When did you really start to get an interest in this space?
1: Uh, September 2016.
0: Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. probably
1: not well. It's good to hear. Yeah, it was a good time.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Really good time. <laughs> yeah. Time machine, take me back. You know, let's go back to 2008, 2009. Eight, nine. And, uh, and we'll be in a different <laughs> and position. And buy a lot right of now. Bitcoin.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, you're travelling all around the place now. Obviously, uh, you know you're a great ambassador for the space. And what I love about it is that you're a really positive and strong female voice. Um, we work with a lot of feminist groups. I don't like the word feminist so much, but we, we try and incorporate a lot of women yeah. into the space, um, and give them a voice because I just there is a lot of there's a bit of negativity out there, a bit of blokey blokeyness, and uh, it's really good to see powerful women in the space. What What's a day in the life of for you look like at the moment?
1: So, so that's the thing. A lot of people now see me this way, and you know, which is great. Like that's the impression I'm trying to work towards. Um, But uh, I'm not a feminist and I feel like the more we emphasize on like women in blockchain, the more feminist right? And I just want like, I just want equality because I mean, I come from, you know, this event management and and modeling agency side. We represent over 400 models in Asia and and the majority of them are females. So why are there more females in fashion and not men? the same question for blockchain like why are there more men in blockchain because it all started from the cyberpunk community kind of thing so it's just like the roots of it but but as you can see today like there's so many women so it is actually growing and it'll it'll grow organically like it'll happen on its own what we can do instead of like creating these like feminist groups and like you know like getting these women to be like women in blockchain you know it just just get a strong female to participate in a panel discussion or, you know, get a um, female to discuss about the future of blockchain. But sometimes I feel like these all-female panels can get a bit cliche. Yeah,
0: so am I doing the right thing here or am I missing the mark?
1: No, no, you're doing the right thing, for sure. <laughs> I, you know, it, it's a, we need to, I mean, 6% of the wealth that was created by Bitcoin in 2017 was obtained by women. Only 6%. Yeah. So it's a small number, and like, yeah. you know, women shouldn't miss out on that opportunity. And
0: the thing is, as well, look, we are creating a completely new ecosystem, a new technology, and something that's transforming the way we do business, interact, and own our own data, essentially. It's a huge shift. Mm-hmm. And why would we want to create a world that's not equal when we're all here in it together? So we are in a wonderful place right now as far as innov- innovation in technology, and we should all be involved. So, I mean, you speak to a lot of people, right? You do interviews yourself, you yeah. speak to lots of people. What's the worst interview you've done?
1: The worst You don't have interview. to give the name. I'd love I, it if I you can, did. I can't, I can't, I can't. Like, I'll tell you how it went down, but yeah, do I'm that. not gonna tell disclose. Me the,
0: tell me the story.
1: Okay, so <laughs> it, was at a, it was at a conference in Singapore, and uh, when it came to asking the interviews, I was asking the questions, and this guy just froze. And, and he just kept stuttering, but this, the stutter, oh. I understand like some people have a problem. He didn't have a problem when I was speaking to him normally, but in front of the camera, he just could not finish a word. Forget about finishing a sentence. He would be like, the block, the block, the blockchain, the blockchain, the blockchain. <laughs> yeah, it was like, And I was like sitting there like, finish this interview. And you can
0: and you can't, and you can't- I'm doing it now. You can't bring it out in the way of the camera. Yeah. You can't finish it because it's like that's rude. Like, exactly. If you've got to study, you're
1: but the not worst try bring part is, the, the worst part is he was cutting the camera himself. He would be like, the block, the block. I'm doing that wrong. Cut. And then the camera crew would be like, okay, sure. so he was like directing the camera what to do. So we sat there for two hours. It was meant to be fifteen minutes.
0: I couldn't get. <laughs> yeah. For two hours.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> this wasn't a live panel discussion, was it?
1: <laughs> it was like a one. O- like what we're doing oh, now. Oh
0: wow. Yeah. Well, I hope that never happens to me. G- yeah. And to anyone out there who does have a stutter, it's absolutely fine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Again, what about the best guest? Most of the, most entertaining guest?
1: Um, oh, the most entertaining was uh, ICO called Tata too. Uh, he's a, he's a, a Hollywood director. He's very well known, uh, Andrea uh, Il- Vierno long. or something. Yeah, okay. And uh, when I interviewed him, he was just uh, he had hit uh, about 250 million uh, uh, dollars raised. Um, and then after the interview, like a couple of months later, he was like up 500 million.
0: Whoa. Well, he, he
1: was, they, Tata 2 was one of the largest ICOs.
0: So he was very happy. A very happy fellow when you interviewed him. I right? mean,
1: I was happy to interview yeah, him.
0: Yeah, yeah, true. There, there, there he's is.
1: very good looking as well. So <laughs> I was nervous. Like, he's he's some Italian guy, 30, you know, young, successful, handsome. And I was just like, so, well... <laughs> I was like losing my words, and I kept messing up. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm,
0: I'm going to look up that interview. I want to see what that looks like. I
1: was so nervous. I'm like, I'm like a little schoolgirl blushing in the interview. And did you get the date? No, what I couldn't. What like,
0: You couldn't get your words. I
1: couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't even talk to him. He probably thought I was such a like, like such a creep.
0: Let me move on. <laughs> all right. Well, that's pretty interesting. And what about destinations? I mean, you do a lot of travel. We all do a lot of travel here. I try and do a little bit less because uh, it's tiring, um, mm-hmm. but favorite conference other than of course the trescon event <laughs> here where you've got to say that obviously yeah but i mean look one of the things is that at these events there's a lot of partying and yeah. and look that's fun that's fine it's cool but you get to a point where you know like yesterday i did the desert safari thing and that was mad that was so i was wild. supposed sort to of, go to that oh you should have gone yeah. 4 driving in the desert with a bunch of dudes and chicks and then having a few drinks after and watching belly dances. And it was just, <laughs> it was an experience, yeah. right? It wasn't just, let's go to a club and all pretend that we're really rich and how fantastic we are and look at each other's watches. It's like, yeah, we can do that anytime. Let's let's do something experiencey. What's the best experience you've had from a conference?
1: Um, I think one of my most memorable conferences was um, in Oman um. uh, when, you know, I, I had been to Oman before, but I, it was for a wedding, but I hadn't seen it the way I did um, because the conference really put an effort in to take us out, like how Trescon, you know, they yeah. put an effort in yeah, to like did. take you guys to the yep. desert safari. So this conference in Oman did the same thing and I had the opportunity to speak in front of His Excellency Sheikh Salmi. Wow. So that was, you know, that was a great experience. Trescon is always very well organized. They're one of my favorite conferences. Block Show is great, it's in Singapore. Yep. I'll be there end of this month, end of November. And then um, I'm going to Nairobi on the 17th of November for the first time. I've never That'd been to be Africa cool. before.
0: Wow. So, Geez, so, you yeah. really have been around. So look, I wanted to get some of your stories because I knew you'd have some absolute crackers. So thank you for that. Let's cut back into the market right now. because mm-hmm. We have seen a consolidation for quite some time, right? Mm-hmm. This, the last three months, we've yeah. been very sideways. It's been relatively, I mean, look, when I say size, so, I've been trading markets for 12 years, that's what I do, crypto for the last well, 15 months or whatever, it's pretty much exclusively. And this has been the most quiet period of time for trading at the moment. Is it a good thing to see this hype slow down, to see the market consolidate in your view? I mean, you speak to a lot of people like, oh, yeah. what's your thoughts on that? Is it positive
1: or is it hard for us? Um, I mean, first of all, I don't come from a trading or finance background, but from, from what I've seen is... I think it was a bit too hyped up. Yeah. So maybe it's good for, for the market to stabilize a bit yeah. uh, so so that we can actually, because we couldn't use Bitcoin and Ethereum and some cryptocurrencies because they were so volatile. Yeah. It was good for trading. True, yeah. But if you really want to incorporate it into the real world, then maybe it's good, it stabilizes a bit so that we can actually use the cryptocurrency. Because yeah. I, I remember my agency accepts Ethereum. I remember one day I was accepting Ethereum when it was, it, it would be worth, you know, uh, $400. Next day, it's down to $300. Yeah. And we we're just like losing or gaining money just instantly. Yeah, and it was, it was it's a bit scary. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. And what do you think's the issues in the space? right now? Like We need to have mass adoption, right? I've been speaking to a lot of people that are mentioning ways of how they're going to do it. You've been speaking to people the same. Mm-hmm. For us to get that mainstream, I know it's such a cliche, but we do need to get it Involved in everyday life. We might not even know that we're using it. Kind of like the internet, you know, like everything's on the internet. These people are watching on the internet. Our phones are on the internet. Everything's on the internet. That didn't exist 20 years ago in the same capacity it does today. Do you think that there's any areas that we we will see a breakthrough for other parts of the blockchain? Will it be currency? Will, mm-hmm. will that really be the breakthrough? I mean, it's been the introduction. Mm-hmm. Will it be us managing our own data? Will it be decentralized social networks? Mm-hmm. Do you have any idea as to what you think might be the, I mean, it's a tough question mm-hmm. going through. Yeah. But where do you think it might come from?
1: Um, well, we're seeing now more uh, you know, banks and governments use it. I think yeah. they have the power to implement it um, and cryptocurrency still seems a bit of a threat to them. Yeah. So maybe not in the currency side of things, but in the, you know, um, blockchain for um, data, for transparency, for the, the gover- government uh, government work, um, uh, banks using blockchain technology. Yeah. You, you're, we're seeing a lot of that in, in Singapore as well. Yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, but not necessarily cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, today, I, I've seen some great projects in, you know, in healthcare, which I think will that make makes a big a lot difference. Of sense, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean,
0: we're talking about it just yesterday yeah, at the desert safari. But if anything was to happen, I mean, you're driving four-wheel drives in the desert, there's a million cars around, and they're doing all sorts of crazy stuff. You do think, you know, what if something happened? For me, being in Australia to get to a doctor here, there's no. Why a transfer of my records if I have any prior conditions. Maybe I've got a bad knee. Maybe I'm allergic to this or what if I was truly in, in danger or hurt or needed hospital care, I'm just this random dude out of nowhere. They got no idea about those records. The blockchain can help to connect those dots. And I see that as a real no brainer. I mean, medical records, it makes sense, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean my, my dad, um, uh, he, he didn't have a birth certificate growing up because he, he was born in like a really tiny poor village So he's like Peter India. Pan,
0: he's forever young
1: Yeah, I mean <laughs> like but, but when it came to um, he, he became a US citizen yeah. so that was lucky I'm not sure how he did that but he wanted at one point he, he was living in Singapore And he wanted a um, you know a permanent residency there and he couldn't get it because he, he didn't have his birth certificate Wow. He couldn't retrieve it you know, and, and blockchain can change that. Yeah. I think, you know, having records that, you know, th- that can be tampered yeah. with. Yeah, exactly. You can
0: add to it, but you can't take away from
1: exactly. it. Exactly. I think, you know, things like that will be really helpful.
0: Yeah. And look, what is it that you're really enjoying at the moment coming up in your world?
1: I'm enjoying hosting a lot of conferences um, and working with a lot of blockchain companies, yep. a lot of ICOs. I've been advising a few projects. and um, uh, I've been hosting a lot of conferences, uh, worldwide. Yeah. So the travel is tiring, but it's fun. And it's, uh, you know, it's a great experience to be able to see all these new places like Kenya. I've never been. Yeah, so that's
0: going to be amazing. You and me both. And look, before we wrap, tell them where they can find more information about you, Nikita.
1: So if you want to find more information about me, you can check out my Twitter and don't laugh at this, but it's Crypto Queen 999. <laughs> so I go by Crypto Queen. Can't just... can you put at Hotmail at the end of that? No. <laughs> I, oh, my God. I don't know. It, it started two years ago. I just called myself Crypto Queen you, for fun. And you can't Now there it. are like 100 Crypto Queens. But I was the first.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love and, uh, it. And Instagram
1: it. is um, Nikita Sachde5 or also Crypto Space Queen. And uh, my LinkedIn.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you so much for giving me your time. I know you're very busy. It's been an yep, absolute pleasure no getting pleasure. to know you. I'm sure that I'll see you in many more far flung parts of the world. Enjoy yourself in Nairobi and for the rest of the event. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Have a great day. Bye for now.
1: The Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast is hosted by Craig Cobb. All Trader Cobb courses, products and tools can be found at TraderCobb.com because experience matters.